And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello and welcome to the Yellow Block podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Since we last recorded, we've played twice, won twice, two 3-0 shutouts. Delighted to welcome back to hosting duties as well, Mr. Jared Farmer. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Long time no speak. I know, I'm missing you already. Yeah, and you've just had a, a, a plethora, which um, for your sake, Jared, means a lot of tractors go past your house. 200 plus, I'd say. Do you reckon? Yeah, I'm not very good at counting, but yeah. <laughs> And it's dark. I wonder why tractors are out in the dark. But you do live in the middle of nowhere. So. Santa was on one of the tractors. Was it? Have you seen yeah. that video, Jared, of that of that like Santa, you know, going around a housing estate? Uh, he's on the back of like a pickup truck, and he's like, "Can't stop, kids. Clutch has gone." Have you seen that? <laughs> that was pretty much what just come past the house. To be fair, could you imagine taking your kids out there, getting all excited to see Santa, and the clutch has gone, so he can't stop? <laughs> That's, that is the sort of thing that would happen around your way, to be fair. Uh, we've also got another new loan sign in. I've got Lods. Good evening, sir. Hello, Tim. How are you? I'm, yeah, I'm all right. Thank you. Uh, buzzing after the last last couple of weeks. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, joining us on a, initially on a loan, hoping for a permanent deal. Oh, we'll see. How much do you pay? Well, uh, how much do we pay, Jared? Well, I've not received a penny yet, so it must be all in your bank. Yeah, I think we just we just kind of pay in. I don't know, nice. Well, we're not even nice to each other. Let's be honest. We just pay in the satisfaction of giving back to the posh community. Lots. That's kind of the best I can do, really. Okay, we'll see then. We'll see. I mean, it's either that or you set up your own breakaway pods. Uh, proud to be posh. You know, it's already got its own advertising up at the stadium, ready to go. Um, or the bad rhino pod, something like that. You've got, you know, you've got all posh, these... posh, maybe. 
Posh, but yeah. Oh, I saw actually our producer Jared offering you up as a model for uh, the plus size clothing brands. At the well, I tick the boxes, don't I? It's, it's a fair shout, to be fair. You ever done any modeling? I can't imagine. Gloves, got big hands. Uh, some comments on our previous episode. Ron Hollis has got in touch, all in capitals this. I'm not going to shout it because I've got neighbours. He says, great. Will you be explaining what has happened with the Canadians this time? We need to hear what Dara has to say. Now, I wonder if Ron's maybe got us confused with the Heart <coughs> Truth podcast. Um, because we don't know what's happened to the Canadians. There's still been no... Uh, no no communication from the club, has there? Uh, Jared, obviously, this has happened since we last spoke. Uh, just briefly, your view on the fact that Randy and Jason have up sticks, allegedly. Well, I think we were all expecting Randy to go, weren't we, with all the alleged things going on behind the scenes. Um, Jason, maybe not so much, but I think he struggled with the, um, the social media side of it and some of the abuse he's got. So, again, is it a huge shot? Probably not. Obviously, there's still as I understand it, owners, aren't they? But I just think that will change. You know, I presume Dara's going to um, take back the 50% and he'll be he'll be the, the sole owner again. Yeah, we'll have to see. Lods, what's your view on the ownership? Yeah, I don't think we need to panic just yet. Um, they've obviously still own 50% of the club, um, but removing them as directors, I think, is only a positive thing. Uh, trusting Dara to run the club by himself is definitely more beneficial than having them to, especially given um, everything that's gone on the last couple of years. Are you Dara we, fan? Uh, Are you Dara in? I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. Sometimes I'm in, sometimes I'm out. Um, shake it all about. Yep. Sometimes I'm shake it all about, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't like his, his attitude, his ego. Um, I think he's very stubborn. Uh, he doesn't like to no, change. That's, he has that's his way of doing like things Dara. and he will do it his way no matter what. Um, but I do think at this moment in time, obviously things are going very well. Mm-hmm. I think we should stick with what we're doing, which does suit Dara's philosophy, really, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Fair enough. I mean, I feel like we're building up quite a, a diverse range of views uh, on Dara on this pod, which is good, uh, to be fair. It will be nice to hear a little bit around what's actually happened over the last couple of weeks at the club. I feel like we um, we deserve that and, and and we should get some sort of official communication from Dara. Uh, continuing on the comments from the previous episode, Emerald Posh says, average, uh, take that all day long, to be fair. Uh, Dan N says, can we have a with the greatest respect jar? Yeah, I noticed this uh, uh, when I was listening back. Um, we, we did say that a lot, uh, but with the greatest respect, it's just how it is, isn't it? Uh, Nick Atkinson says, great pod as usual. Thank you very much. But please, someone give Dan the number for the Samaritans. I'm worried for him. Uh, yeah, he. I mean, Dan's Mr. Negative, isn't he? Uh, but he's happy in his own way. And, and we like the fact that we've got that broad range of views, even when we're absolutely flying and in the form of our lives. Dan brings us back down to earth. Temper's expectations. We have played twice since we last played. Uh, since we last played. Since we last recorded, I should say. Uh, two 3 0 shutouts. First came on Tuesday night, Jared. This was uh, in the Papa. No, it's not Papa John's now. In the car lease. No, it's not that one. That's Reading. Bristol Street <laughs> Motors Trophy. Uh, Arsenal nil. Posh three. Uh, we're into the round of 16 against Crawley got another home tie what are your thoughts on this? Yeah I mean I watched the majority of it Posh Plus was absolutely horrendous so I struggled but um, yeah it's good to see some of the players who are not always getting a run out play um, I was expecting more from Arsenal in the 21s I think we played them a few years ago didn't we I think it was when they had Dan Crowley and a couple of others and they were brilliant so I was expecting a little bit more of a, a stern test but um, no good win 
And Windowsill took his goal really, really well. I'm telling you, he's gonna he's gonna become a belter of a player if he can keep fit. Was there anyone else that took your fancy, so to speak? No, I think Windowsill, he was one who stood out for me as well. But um yeah, you seemed like listen to the last podcast, you seem really confident he's gonna end up being a the next one, isn't it? After the uh, the old conveyor belt. Yeah, um, he will be. If he can stay fit, that's my only concern. I don't think he's there with fitness and I feel like he should be by now. So, it, but absolutely, if he can stay fit and he can adjust to the man, the the men's game quickly, then yeah, I, I think. So I don't think we'll buy a, a, a new replacement striker. We might get one in as backup. But I honestly think that from keeping you up, Jared, I honestly think that from January onwards, Windowsill is going to be our, our main striker. Loz, have you had a chance to see Malik? Any opinion on whether I'm talking shite? Uh, I think the first time I've really seen him play was uh, Tuesday night and he did look a threat. It seems like he plays quite a similar way to Ricky, which is only positive for us. Mm -hmm. Um, I agree with you. I think if slash when Jono goes in January, I don't think we'll sign anyone. I don't think we need to. I think as Not even for some depth though? No, no. I think we can carry on playing the way we are. Um, I think Windersill will slot in. Either um, he'll be better than Ricky or he'll be a good enough backup, I think. Yeah, Windersill. He was certainly a pain. Right? So I did that. Yeah. Come on, Jared, pull yourself together. Oh, it's just, they're just rolling off this evening. Uh, I'll tell you what else uh, I did notice in this, Jared. Fuchs was good. Two assists to his name. Uh, good to have him back. Uh, we, I mean, we mentioned on the last pod whether he can break into the, the team. I think all the time Hector and, and Archie are doing their thing. Probably not, but there's no... No harm in having him back knocking on the door, right? But my question, I guess, would be, do you think he'll still be in the club come the end of January? I'd like to think so. We do need a bit of depth in midfield because, like I say, you, we are relying on Kipriani and Collins. They've been, don't be wrong, absolutely superb as a partnership. But, yeah, you, you certainly need backups because we will get injuries before now and the end of the season, whether it's up top, which I really hope not, midfield defence, it's going to happen. So... Yeah, no, Fuchs for me is, I've always said about, you know, the James Weslowski type player. And for me, he is that kind of player better than him. Yeah, but, um, yeah I liked him when he came in in the championship. I think he did a good job. Um, and yeah, it'd be great to keep him with us. But I should, I'd expect he's on quite a few quid. Yeah. Uh, Crawley in the last 16, Lods, with the fixtures going to start coming thick and fast. And with where we're at in the league, I know we don't play this game until I think it's February, I want to say, the last 16. Is it a, a cup that you would kind of keep managing the same way? Or do you think now we would see more of those senior players starting these games? I think we're probably going to try and win it, aren't we? So I, I can see us getting stronger and stronger. Uh, I might be wrong. In 2014, when we won it, I think, did we start off playing the weaker squads and then eventually started playing our, our big hitters in that one as well? Yeah, probably. It feels like that's how most managers approach it, isn't it? When you get through to these like last 16, last eight, that's when you kind of start to uh, to ramp it up. But I don't know. I mean, I suppose it depends how we do in the, in the FA Cup as well. Do we really want this extra fixture? Do we want these extra fixtures? I mean, I suppose you could argue you're only, what, three, four games away from, from a final now. But I don't know. Is it a competition we want to... Uh, I'm not sure. Fin financially, do you get much from winning the EFL trophy? I think you get uh, like a free rental car from Bristol Street Motors. Uh, how Fiat can that happen, by the way? Like, how can they break off? Because it's not been Bristol Motors from the start, has it? No, it was. It's been all sorts, isn't it? I think they just give it to whoever gives out the yeah, best. I mean, from the start of the season, start of the campaign. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure this season it has been. No, oh, no, no, they changed it halfway through. 
Do you I reckon? Think yeah. I, I think we played two pizza games and then the rest have been. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I can't say I've noticed because I don't really pay too much attention to it. But um, that's interesting. If anyone knows for sure, uh, let us know because that's I find that quite interesting. Why would Papa John's just suddenly go? No, I'm not having that anymore. Um, well, we don't want to give it up because it's a shy competition. But... Do you remember a few years back when, uh, like, whenever there was a game, everyone used to just break this. Like, we used to just tweet the bombard the sponsors with tweets about how shit the tournament was and how everyone hates it and it was just a waste of time does it feel like we're warming up to this trophy a little bit more there doesn't seem to be as much uproar around uh, it now i think we seem to have gone big on youth recently haven't we i know we've always tried to but maybe that coincides with obviously playing the youth in that competition because there's no real pressure is there Dara's not coming out and start the season saying he wants to win it i don't think and yeah. um, so yeah, why not just, it gives them some game time against men. Yeah, and let's be honest, if we all, if we do make it to Wembley, we'd all go, wouldn't we? So it's, you know, we're all, we're all in it that way. Uh, yeah, sort of politeness out of the way, let's talk about the main game. Uh, Posh 3, Oxford United nil, And this was, this was billed as a huge game for us, right? The, the way that the league was shaping up, this was going to be the one... Uh, certainly in the, the the month of December that we needed to win. Uh, I mean, Loz, it was it was a sensational performance. It was professional. It was it was great. It was good all across the park. We we looked fantastic. What were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I don't tend to look at the league table before Christmas. Um, really, you sound people... like Kisby. Yeah. Sort of he would say. Yeah. Well, a few people mentioned beforehand that they were third in the league, and after the first half was played, I don't think they had a single shot today, Oxford. So they looked terrible. Yeah, they were. In fairness to them, uh, they have just sacked, well, not sacked, sorry, they've just lost their manager and, and obviously brought in a new manager. It takes time, doesn't it? it? It wasn't great timing from their point of view. But yeah, I agree. They were they were poor. Did their form point. fall off the cliff that much just based on the manager leaving, though? Or Well, evidently, I think this was his first or second competitive game in charge. So, yeah, I, I mean, they were flying, lost their manager. I mean, that's going to that's gonna upturn any, any club, isn't it, you'd, you'd think? especially when they, they want to stamp their own ideas on things. It's hard to say whether Oxford were really bad or we were just really good. Um, we've played very, very well for a number of games now, haven't we? So maybe yeah. it isn't that Oxford were bad. Maybe it's just we're so good that we're making every team that players look terrible. Yeah. I mean, first half, Jared, it could have been like 6-7-0 by, by half time. It was, I think what it is showing is that we can adapt where we've never really been able to do that before. You know, previous seasons, it's been all about either attacking football or possession football. Either or, there's no kind of in between. This season, it feels like we can adapt a little bit more to the opposition. That wasn't the case at the start of the season, but it's certainly the case now and coincides with a, a great run of form. Yeah, just what Lad said there. I think it's more a case of we're a lot better than the other team. Um, you got to think, if you're that other team, when you've got the, the counter-attacking players that we've got, they're almost nervous to go forward because as soon as they're doing, we break the play up, then we're down the other end and so many times we look like we're going to score. Um, like you say, it could have been six or seven now. So I'm genuinely loving how we're playing at the minute. And I think we spoke a couple of pods back about when we first seen, you know, start to see the pattern. It was when... Uh, JCH topped out really, weren't it? And Ricky J. Jones started playing more. Um, yeah, we'll Jared, is that a, is is that a, a way of you saying "I told you so"? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it's, it's three times over the season. I'm going to come out with these things, aren't I? But um, <laughs> yeah, now uh, Fergie listened and uh, <laughs> yeah, dropped the 
the old boy at the top. Um, yeah, it's, it's just happened, isn't it? We're playing brilliant. Fergie dropped his old boy and suddenly our form improved. Is, is Jared's takeaway there? Host of season times three. I can see why with, with insight like that. Um, but no, it was a, a dominant performance. Defensively, I thought we, we looked pretty good as well. The passing was good. And I guess lads, what I've noticed more, particularly with the front four, is their decision-making is improving game on game. And I think that's potentially why we're seeing now the likes of Joel Randall start to step into the role that we always hoped he could because that end product's there that was maybe not there a few months ago. It feels like they're all starting to make the right decision. They're all starting to work well together. And that's another reason why I don't think we'll replace JCH with a, a starting striker in the summer because I think there's that that risk of unsettling the ship now. Yeah, um, Ricky as well. I think over the last month or two, Ricky J. Jones's decision-making has improved massively. Um, he's never been the best technically, um, but he has got that absolute raw pace. Uh, and we could accuse him definitely previous years in the beginning of this season of not knowing what to do with it. It feels like he's using it at the right time now. He's petrifying defenders. Their back line, uh, Oxford's back line, looked really slow, didn't they? Every time he ran past them, he was he was... 10 yards away from before they'd even turned around. Um, and I think what he's doing there is he's pushing the opposition back line so far back that Poku and Mason Clark and Randall have got so much more space to work the ball around. Yeah. Um, Mason Clark and Poku, best wingers in the league by far. Mm-hmm. Um, so def- uh, defenders, teams, when they play against us, they've got a decision to make. Do they play deep and stop Ricky, but allow Mason Clark and Poku the ball? Or do they play a high line and allow space for Ricky to run into? And it's that's why I don't think Jono would make his way back into the team. And I, I don't think a player of Jono's sort of ability will will displace uh, Ricky, even if we try to sign one in January. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely don't think that, that JCH will be a past January the first. If I'm honest, I'm sure a deal's probably already been done. Was there anyone that stood out in this game for you in terms of had a sensational performance? Not really, actually. And I think that's the good thing about this team is that there's not really a standout player, is there? Um, I think Mason Clark played well. Burrows, it was one of his better games this season, definitely. Uh, like I said, Ricky, um, he's been a lot better recently and that was a, g- a great example of that. Uh, Ronnie, again, excellent. Um, there's no real bad performance there at all or no average performance. They were all just very, very good on the day. Yeah, Jared, <laughs> anyone stand out for you? Yeah, Harrison Burrows, which one I told you about in a minute, Tim, because you're going to eat that hat you're wearing. Because um, at left back, you've got to say he's doing his job defensively, and he's more than doing his job going forward as well. So, I know, you, yeah. Um, well, hold on though, because that's slanderous. I've never said he can't do it going forward. I feel like he should be going. Right, you forward. said he's not a left back, and he shouldn't be playing left back. He, he's not a left back. He should be playing forwards. However. Credit where it's due, he is he's he's a square peg filling a round hole quite effectively at the moment. I would agree with you there, but he's not a left back. I stand by that. He's he's not a left back. He's, he's playing really well in a really good team as a left back. So why, it's easy why... to it's easy to to play well in a position you're not unnaturally in when the whole team's playing well though. If we go on a bad run of form, it will be that left back position that's our our the chink in our armor. Look, I mean Harrison is a is a great player i've like i I sing his praises all the time his ability to cross the ball is like nobody that i've seen at this club but as a left back he's wasted i don't he's not his position he's 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 filling it great happy days but it's not it's not his best position he he shouldn't be playing at left back in my opinion do you know going back to what lodge just said about um 
JCH. It's a really good point, actually, because when the ball would come to him, he, there was always lots of players around him. They had to rely on like tight passing, didn't they? With now, because uh, Jones is going, you know, beyond the last line, it, it's right. He's just giving Mason Clark and Parker so much space to do damage. I think that, yeah, it's a really good point. Yeah, and I think that's why, you know, as well, like you said, Lodz, with the fact that, that Mothersill is a similar type of player, I think works works well for us because it, it does give you those options. And if you're a, you know, we used to use Ricky as that kind of last 10 minutes, go on and inject some pace and some energy. Well, if we've got two of them in the squad, if you're a defender and you've been, you know, given the run around by Ricky J. Jones for, for 80 minutes and then Malik comes on and does the same, that's such a threat to have in that, that forward line, isn't it? Who needs JCH? JCH who, right? Yeah. Good. Yeah, I mean, that's a valid point. I didn't really set up for a question, but yeah, it's a good insight, Lodz. Thank you. I appreciate your, your outlook on that one. Uh, in terms of what it's done to the league table, so uh, it's pushed, it's dropped Oxford, I should say, down to sixth, pushed us uh, up to fourth. There's a real mix of games. So Portsmouth and, and Bolton remain the, the front runners. And interestingly, we're recording this on Sunday evening. They actually play Monday evening. So really interested to see how that one plays out. Uh, Steve Evans, Stevenage uh, managed to sneak a win. So they stay, oh, they move up to third, uh, joint points with Bolton. But they've played a game more than us and three games more than Bolton. So I, I still feel like they're going to fall off. Derby are in okay form in fifth. I mean, for me, at the minute, I would say it's probably a four-horse race. I think Pompey, Bolton... Posh, if we can maintain this, and Derby. I think Oxford will will slip now. They've changed managers. I can't see Stevenage maintaining this, and there's nobody else around there. Maybe Barnsley that's going to really go on a run. I don't know, lads. I mean, pre-season, obviously, you know, we, we didn't have a chance to speak to you then. Where were you kind of pre-season versus where you're at now in terms of your expectations? I think during the time we were expecting uh, all the big hitters to go and not be replaced, um, Ronnie, Josh Knight, uh, obviously, we lost Taylor. Uh, we were expecting Jono to go. When we were talking about playing players like Manny Fernandez, Will Blackmore, Kai Corbett, we were all expecting mid-table at best. Uh, when when it when we knew we were keeping Ronnie Knight and Jono, kind of had to change the expectations. Um, I thought in and around the bottom of the playoffs would be about where we were. So I am surprised we're doing as well as we are. I think if we carry on playing the way we are, we should stay roughly where we are. And I think our form is good enough to finish in the top two. I think we've got more points now than we did after 20 games in any other League One season, um, which goes to show we finished second in two of them, didn't we? So we should be able to, as long as we can maintain what we're doing now, um, we should be able to be up there, um, hopefully first or second. But I'll be happy with any playoff spot. Our league's top scorers as well, Jared. Uh, I mean, would you take playoffs now? It's weird, isn't it? Because obviously I said at the start of the season, mid-table. Um, so you asked me then, playoffs, yeah, all day long. But I don't know. I feel like the way we're playing and then what opposition teams, that fans are saying about us as well, about being by far the best team they've seen. No, I wouldn't. I do feel like... Um, we could really go on a run and get automatic. So I would know. I would want to take the chances on it. Yeah, I agree. But at the risk of kind of parroting myself week on week, I, I, I do still have concerns about squad depth. I don't think we've really got anything outside of the first 
maybe 13, 14 players. And the other thing, Lodz, is you mentioned about those players going. Maybe it's not played out the way that we expected it to, but we are still expecting Ronnie to go. JCH, we expect to go. And whilst we've we've all said he wouldn't make the team now, there's still a big character there. I mean, it, it feels like it's kind of going to become quite a big January for us, which we weren't really expecting in the summer. Yeah, I think um, with Jono, yeah, you've got his personality in the dressing room. That could be a big change for the squad. Uh, it feels like we've been phasing him out for a few months now. He's not the biggest concern of mine. Um, Bronny, again, we've got Katongo ready to go in in his place. He's nowhere near as good, but he plays a similar way. Um, my biggest concerns will be whether Man City want to call um, Katongo back. And whether Rotherham are calling Kyoso back or not, because I think for me he's been the most consistent this season. Definitely our better players. And if we're losing Jono out of that dressing room, we don't want to lose Kyoso as well, do we? Yeah. So I'm just conscious of January being a potentially an issue for us. But uh, I mean, you mentioned there about Katongo. Uh, Craig Franks has been in touch this evening. Don't just be interested to get everyone's thoughts on Jadel Katongo for centre back once Ronnie goes. Similar composure on the ball to Ronnie and able to pick out a pass. Uh, I'll throw that to you, Lord. So would you be happy for Jadel to kind of step in when when Ronnie does go? Yeah, I've got no problem whatsoever. I think our attack is good enough to not worry too much about the defence. We're we're lucky that we've got Ronnie, um, who is what probably the best centre back in the league. Um if we had Katongo playing there instead of Ronnie yesterday, worst case scenario, we concede one goal. We would have still won three one, wouldn't we? So as long as we keep scoring, I'm not too worried about losing Ronnie. Um and Katongo's style of play means that it's not going to affect our possession either. Yeah, fair enough. Jared, for you, Katongo in for, for Edwards? Yeah, absolutely. He's almost like for like a very similar player. But I'm like I said before, I'm worried about January because I, I could see Katongo going back. I think there's rumours that championship clubs are interested in him. You, you turn your face up to him, but he's not getting enough minutes, is he really? He's not playing enough. I, I don't think he's as good as what the posh fan base think he is from what no, we've I, seen. I, I do think he's a very tidy player. And in the right team, he could he could do well. Um but yeah, if you're Man City, you, you look at his minutes. Is he playing enough? Probably not. So but what does uh, that what does that tell you? What does that tell you about the lad? No, not necessarily. We've had players before. You can have players in teams where a manager don't fancy them. They go to another team and, and they shine. So, um, is there a chance that is there a chance that Man City have asked us not to play him every week? Just to manage his um, his game time a bit better, not overrun him. I don't think he's good enough. I think he's got great potential. You wouldn't be in the Man City Youth Academy at the level he's at if you didn't have great potential. I, you know, Fergie sees these guys day in, day out. I, I just, I don't. But why would you? Why would you play him every week when you've got um, Ronnie Edwards and Josh Knight who are a really good partnership and they both belong to the club? You, you, hundred, yeah, hundred percent agree. But so then, whether an agreement's made in Jack, because I'm pretty sure Edwards will be sold. Surely, um, I just hope if they can get a deal where it's to maybe, a, I don't know, a really big club, say a Spurs, um, where they're not going to necessarily need him. And it's a, like a loan back. I think that'd be great if we could do that. Um, yeah. But I mean, some some people are doubting Ronnie Edwards, aren't they? So you still see it now. But in recent weeks, he is like against Oxford. He's absolutely, he looks like, like he's got physically bigger as well. Like he's almost grown into his shirt when he's coming, bringing the ball out from the back. He's just, Barnstorm in the midfield, getting past everyone. Yeah, he is one hell of a player. 
Yeah, I, do, I mean, generally, I can see why people are for or against players. I can kind of see both sides of the coin, but I really struggle to understand why people would be in any way against Ronnie Edwards. Um, he's, I mean, it's similar to what we would say about Tony in in when he was there, in that he's 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 a step above. We can't get through a podcast without mentioning Ivan Tony. No, because he, but he's he's that step above. A bit like we said when Tony was there, he's just even when he's having a bad game, he's better than anyone else in that yeah. position. Um, just jumping back to what we we're saying about about Katongo, though, I feel like there was there was a change. There was always a change around the plan, and I wonder if it was because initially we weren't going to, you know. Uh, get Knight in on a contract but you know we got Critchlow in turned out not to be great Katongo I feel like was in and was it was going to be a Katongo Critchlow centre-back partnership uh, and I, ju- I just don't feel like either of them are as good as what we anticipate I don't buy that we would get a player like Katongo in on the off chance he might get the odd game here or there if he's at that level where he's looking to break into a first team he, I don't think he would be happy with that either um, I feel like he came in to be uh, be one of the starting two centre backs, but he's just not good enough, in my opinion. You got to think that him because, like you just said, and we were expecting Ronnie Edwards to be sold. We were expecting mm-hmm. Josh. Not well, Josh and I was at QPR, weren't he? About to sign, so yeah, two of them would be gone. So Katanga would have had a lot more minutes. So I'm sure the agreement wasn't to, um, you know, just have him ticking over. I think he, he would have been a starter, but obviously it's not. It's not. Just quickly on um, on Josh Knight, uh, I know Dara said that he's going to offer him a new contract, but it's all gone a bit quiet now. His contract's up in the summer. Uh, is there a chance that he could go in January if a championship club offer enough money for him? Well, don't we have a we have a thing, don't we? Where if they're in their last year, they go on the transfer list. But I'm sure. I know you. I remember, like you said about Dara saying he would get a new contract. Did he not sign one? Um, if anyone's got football manager open, fire it up and see when his contract expires because I'm I'm interested to know. I'm sure he signed one. I might be wrong, but I'm sure he signed one back when Dara was talking about it. Uh, and that's why he's then come back in. And I mean, he is, Jared, like we talk about Ronnie going. Josh Knight has become uh, an absolute baller for us. I, I don't think, I think he's he would be one of the first names on the team sheet for me now. Uh, Same is, he's a, brilliant footballer um, and he is just that footballer he's great um, defensively he's good as well with the ball he can bring it out from the back um, yeah for league one we're, we're blessed to have him so for me he'd be my captain as well um, I thought he'd have got yeah. it at the start of the season um, yeah. so yeah I, I hopefully we build the defence around him a little bit because obviously Kyoso as Lud said it's, it's up in the air with him unfortunately he's not our player I love the man and not just for I was talking to a friend the other day when we was watching the Oxford game. And he, he don't have give the ball away quite a lot. You don't have um, friends. Say again. You don't have friends. Pretend not you do. It was one of you, but yeah. <laughs> I've got another friend. Um, quite weren't me. <laughs> <laughs> no, one of the group, not not you, Tim. Um, yeah, and he was. He, he does give the ball away quite a lot, and but he also drags the team out of the shit as well. Then he's he's so vocal. And yep. when you see like the, the team huddles, he's he's the one. I know he's the captain, but he's the one who, who's shouting. And you do need a player like that. So if we could keep him, we're brilliant. But no, night is is important. Yeah. I've got um, contract expiry dates in front of me. So uh, expiring this summer, John O, which we know about, uh, Fuchs, Josh Knight, and Harrison Burrows. But no, I do so believe Harrison Burrows has got a year extension clause. If we need, okay. Him. So in which case we would expect Josh Knight to be if they're not going to. 
re-sign imminently, he would be potentially going in January because that's that's the transfer policy, isn't it? We don't let players go for free. I don't. I don't think Burrows will sign. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I do. He's he's a local. I don't think he's. Tim, yeah, it means, honestly, honestly, seriously, it means fuck all to these young lads. This no, but, means but, but no, I agree. But what I mean is, he's. I think he knows he's probably a season away yet from a move up. Uh, so I don't think it's in his interest to go in the summer because I don't think he would go sideways or down. I don't think he's ready yeah, for I mean, the championship. Yeah, the only plus on that is he's seen a friend, like, is it Flynn Clark, um, go to yeah. Norwich and, yeah, there's that a swanny of it, doesn't it, literally? But, um, yeah, that hopefully will keep him here. But, yeah, for me, I think I think we'll struggle to keep him. I'm sure Dara said there was four players he was going to offer new deals to. Uh, as far as I know, none of them have signed a new deal. I'm sure Sam those four knew were. going to comment on that quiff then. That's why he quickly put it down. He knew it was happening. In the, yeah, in the, I throw him straight on. Sorry, Loz, we interrupted you there. But talking of signings, it's our very own summer signing has just joined us rather tardily, I should add. But uh, nonetheless, Mr. Sam Edwards is uh, is with us now. Hi, Sam. Hey, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I didn't realise how bad the hair was, Jared. <laughs> uh, you, you, you called it spot on. The only reason I add about the fact you were late, Sam, is because we're starting to think host of the season. But, you know, it's fine. Lord, sorry, go back to the point you were making. Just say apologies. Yes, I'm sure Dara, um, towards the beginning of the season, he said there was four contracts he was going to give out. Um, Fuchs, Poku, Burrows and Knight were the four. As far as I know, he's not offered anything. (laughs) Yeah, we've not heard anything, have we? It's all gone a bit quiet. Uh, Poku is another one we should start wearing. His contract expires next summer. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't get a bid for him in January. Uh, Sam, we've just been talking about the games this week. Uh, just very briefly, your view on the fact would be Arsenal and therefore go into the round of 16 in the Jadal Katongal Cup or whatever it's called now, uh, home to Crawley, and then 3-0 shutout at home to Oxford this weekend. Yeah, no, another another great week. Another yeah, strong week of home performances as well. So it's hard to sort of find too many faults, really. I mean, I know on the... Uh, pod a couple of weeks ago we were trying to think about you know for balance because we we like to make sure that we're not um blindingly positive or blindingly negative either way um and we were talking about the keeper weren't we um and so we had a bit of a spill against Stevenage and um we were talking about Harrison Burrows as well but to be fair like Burrows has done so well in the last few games as well so you know even though some of those areas we were talking about we have yeah, it's it's sort of hard to find fault with this team. So it's just another great week. The home form keeps rolling on and the, the goals keep flying in the net. So it's hard to be really grumbling about anything, to be honest. Well, in your absence, Jared has been. He's been saying that Burroughs is in the left-back, should never be in the left-back position, um, that he's worth nothing. He's a local lad, but that means nothing to him. He hates the club uh, and that he's probably going to be gone in January. It's pretty much all you've missed from Nonsense, him. nonsense. Explosive pod then. Look forward to listening back to that bit. Yeah, and that's absolutely what happened, uh, word for word. Uh, just interestingly, Sam, just while we wrap up on, on everything that's happened this week, uh, Craig's been in, uh, just basically messaging as to whether or not, when or if Ronnie does go in January, whether Jade El Katongo uh, would be a, a like-for-like. Uh, and we've kind of been having a relatively heated, de- well, not heated debate, let's be honest, because I'm right and they're wrong. But uh, basically, I was saying that I don't think Katongo is as good as the fan base assume he is. Um, Lodz was more or less on the fence. Uh, and Jared was basically saying, no, he's good. He's he's going to be fine. Uh, what's your view on on that? Um, it's, it's hard to judge him on too too many games, but he's you know he has done well since he's come in. Um, played those games. There's no question about it. I don't think it's necessarily the route Posh will go down. It's probably to a bit 
a bit fresh. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll look for someone, I'm sure, um, and, and probably already do have, you know, a couple of targets in mind. Uh, I suppose that is that is the one worry, isn't it? That we're, you know, we're enjoying it while it lasts, but January is just around the corner. Um, so, you know, the imminent departure you feel of Ronnie and what is that going to do? Because that back line is looking so steady and so calm at the moment um, with Kyoso, with Knight, with Burrows as well. Um, and I think that's the advantage Burrows does give you at left back is that he is calm on the ball. Um, so you've got some really good sort of calm ball playing players at the back. You know, Knight, we know his burst from from the back forward as well. You know that you've got Edwards there to cover him. So that is a concern and it would be a big ask of Katongo, I think, to do that. But happy to happy to see how he goes, though I'm sure Posh will, will look to strengthen away from that. Uh, just interesting as well, Sam, uh, we've had a brief conversation off air this week about the uh, introduction of the new motorway service station, Top Trumps. <laughs> uh, and were we to engage in Secret Santa, I feel like that would be... Yeah, that would be what I would be be getting you. Uh, just very interestingly, Gloucester has done quite well uh, in the top Trumps ratings. Yeah, um, that's not a surprise. Yeah, I mean it's you know it's good, but you know ultimately rugby is going to be the best, isn't it? I don't want to reopen that that can of worms. How did Bridgewater like... do? Because that's the one that's an absolute shocker. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I've not I've not bought it, so oh. I don't know. Uh, but you but know, I might. By yourself, Tim. You, you know, you really do, were off those kind of vibes. I do Secret Santa on me. What, what's that meant to mean? I don't play it's Top like, Trumps. So, as it no, hang on. You were so <laughs> excited about it. I thought you may well have gone out and bought it. I'm not saying you'd engage in Secret Santa in yourself. Normally, it's just called buying yourself a gift, treating yourself. Uh, every time you go to the shop, oh, I'm going to have some some cheddar cheese, Secret Santa. I can't afford that, Sam. I work for the NHS, as 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 you know, yeah, as you can pension. relate. Got that pension tip. <laughs> I, despite the grey hair, I am. Uh, I'm not quite there just yet. A quick break, and then we will look ahead to Fleetwood Way. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Fleetwood away next weekend then. This has never been a particularly happy hunting ground for us. At least it feels that way. Uh, our record against them, 1-7, lost 7, drawn 2. Last meeting was Valentine's Day this year where we lost 1-0 away at Highbury. Uh, they are struggling. They're in the relegation zone as we record this. Uh, 19 games played, just the 16 points, and they've lost three on the bounce. Last in, Sam, give us your views on Fleetwood. Yeah, they've not they've not done particularly well, have they? And obviously Scott Brown has has gone out on the change of manager already and um penny for the thoughts of Jack Marriott going there and I know um you know you wonder how, 
can he can he do better than that? You know, might he be on the move in January? But um, they've obviously pre-season they had all the concern, didn't they, around their around their owner and all the issues that were going on there, um, and and how much that paid into it, or I guess, I guess their former owner, um, and that probably rocked the club. You know, maybe not so much the players, but but sort of the off-field scenes, the foundations of the club, because they've been such a big part of what they've done, rising through the ranks and. And you know, with the, I think his his business was very sort of heavily behind the club as well. Um, I know they had an office in the main stand, I think, and you wonder how much that sort of just just rocked the foundations, and they're maybe a bit struggling a bit. I think pre-season there was talk of potentially a points deduction of some kind as well. Um, although maybe I'm getting that confused with all the other clubs that seem to be talking about <laughs> pre-season. So um, yeah, it's not going the way they would have liked. Um, They've been in League One for a number of years now, haven't they? And they've never really had that extra kick on. But we know that the League One to the Championship pushes is hard. So maybe that you know the signs are starting to show that they've kind of hit their ceiling and they're they're dropping back off again. Yeah, uh, Lodge Fleetwood away. Are you doing this one? I'm not actually. No, uh, too too expensive for me to go to that one. Um, but I will be going abroad very quickly and watching it on the uh, TV. Yeah, <laughs> traveling to your Amsterdam office, you know, obviously, the yeah, that's the one. That you find that's the one. Um, thoughts on this one? Yeah, they're normally a bogey team for us, aren't they? We have lost, um, lost quite a lot of times to them. Um, I think, did they do the double over us last season? One nil both games? Uh, it sounds about right. My only positive memory away at Fleetwood is the year that we went up uh, because it felt like a turning point in our season where it was like, actually, yeah, okay, we can beat these teams away. I've got a funny feeling JCH scored a brace or, or we won 1-0 and JCH scored it. I've got a memory of JCH scoring that season and it was, okay, maybe we are going to do something. So, yeah, definitely a bogey team. Um, yeah. It, it, I think I think com- we should we should be winning this comfortably. Um, it's easy to say it'll be typical posh to... Um, to lose uh given that Fleetwood are well out of form and well we're well in form um but I, I just think we're far too good we're far too good we've 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 not um we've not not scored in a game since uh cobblers away this season um yeah which was like a so long time ago if, if if you think we're going to score every game what well, Fleetwood have got out of scorers I just I can't see it happening interesting uh Jared's where is Fleetwood in the country it's near the seaside. <laughs> yeah, but which seaside? We're in Ireland. Blackpool. Oh, fair play. I mean, do you know what? Fair play to you. I'm impressed. That's that's impressive. Um, what are your thoughts on Fleetwood away? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think we'll absolutely spank them. Um, I think we'll... Uh, yeah, I don't think... The way we're playing football at the minute will not suit their struggle. So, yeah, I think we're 3-1 posh. Well, I didn't want your prediction yet, but thanks. Well, you've, got it now, so. you've got it now. I know. So that's it. It's just a man of few words, but gives what he does give is just full of sustenance. Three uh, times, three times, three times out of the season. Three one. I see what you did there as well. You picked that as the the scoreline. Yeah, impressive. Uh, new feature we're introducing, whereby we give one host the ability to be the manager for an upcoming game. Lods, this is on you. So we're looking for your starting eleven uh, for this one. Whether you change anything from the Oxford game and what your game plan would be to break down Fleetwood. Uh, I think we'd be stupid to do anything but um, go completely unchanged. I'm not aware of any uh, new injury issues with the team. The only argument you could have is whether you want to give some players a rest um, with the long run of games in December. But I think the the positives that you get out of winning every week with the same team and the momentum that we gain by doing that, I think outweighs um, resting players. 
Kyoso, I think, is the only one that really looks like he's struggling at the moment anyway. Um, and if he's going back to Rotherham in January, who cares what condition we give him back in, right? <laughs> <laughs> if it's like selling a used car. it's uh, We've got no Tuesday night games, to my knowledge, this week or next week. So um, do we need that rest, potentially? No, I don't think so. I think... Um, I think all, all of the games leading up until uh, the end of December, I think we should just be expecting to win them. Just carry on playing the way we are. Same team. Um, hopefully they've got enough in them to to not pick up any injuries or um, struggle uh, with fatigue. Just keep winning. Uh, yeah, just, 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 just keep going the way we are. Fair enough. Uh, no sort of inclination to, to replace Jones with Windersill for this one? No, I think it's probably a bit too soon. Um Ricky doesn't seem to play 90 minutes very often. Um, so I would like to see Windersill play maybe half an hour or so. Um, but I think it's probably a bit too early for him to be starting league games. Fair enough. Sam, you missed some amazing uh, window-related puns earlier. And I bet you can't guess which host came out with them. I suspect it began with tit and end in im. It was, absolutely. It was. It was indeed. Uh, I mean, they were... That was sensational, uh, even by you know my own sort of judgment. I would say. It's been a busy week of extracurricular activities for you, has it? Like coming up with the the jokes ready for the pod. Well, no, it just happens. I didn't know we were going to talk <laughs> about Windowsill, and then you know I was throwing out pain and pulling yourself together, and you know it's it's just it's just how it happens. Do you, think, do you think he's in the frame for a start then? Oh, <laughs> see, this is why we're like Jared's like see Jared's face palming, but only because he knows. I'm not intelligent enough to think of. I'm looking at a window trying to get something <laughs> but no, it's not happening. You need to is, you need to get a handle on yourself, Jared. Is your window open behind you, Jared? Yes, because I am sat next to a radiator and the switch is on the other side. So I'm fucking melting at the minute. That's how lazy our Jared is. He won't. That's, I can't get to it unless I'm off the screen. Oh, okay, fair enough. We'll let you off. Actually, we've got quite a, a, an eclectic background going on. You've got you with your Christmas tree and your window open. Lodz has got his cat. Uh, who looks incre- like increasingly comfortable, like they've settled into a more comfortable position as the pod's gone on. It's must be something about your voice, Lodz, that just sends them... Sam's just got back and crashed on the sofa. <laughs> yeah. And Sam, your hair's definitely, definitely growing. Tim's still got a fence for a door. <laughs> Me? Oh, right, yeah. Which way is the Christmas oh, we've tree? Got, we've got matching doors, Sam. I got them because you had them. <laughs> well, I mean... Where did you get them from? Um, the door shop. Travis Perkins. Yeah, come from the the door shop. Anyway, uh, prediction league update for you all. Uh, as it stands, squadron leader Jetwash start, remains. Start, start. Out. Did you just say y'all? Y'all. Start again, please. Is this like the Brizzle thing all over again? Yeah, ridiculous. Start again. Prediction league update for y'all. You're thirty-four. <laughs> Who's y'all? Prediction league update for you. Uh, squadron leader Jetwash remains out top on 16 points. Dell is in second on 14. Kyle Irvin on 12 in third. And then fourth, fifth and sixth all have 11 points. That's David Dilloway, Josh Mackey and Seamus Walker. Uh, in seventh, this is a, a rise up the charts. In seventh with 10 points is, what was I say? Tim? Oh, it's Tim. It's me. That's awkward. Uh, Emerald Posh is eighth with eight points. Uh, Milan also on eight points in nine. That's confusing to read. Uh, and Dan uh, makes up the top 10 with seven points. 
introducing as well the holy trinity chip you know like you have triple captain in fantasy football well this is our version of it so between now and the end of the season each player gets to use this chip once and what it will do is it will triple your points for that prediction Uh, it's one point for the correct uh, winner or the correct uh, outcome be that a draw or, or a team that wins and then three points for the exact score and i would like to point out i got three points this week because i absolutely smashed uh, it with predicting 3-0. Uh, so I'd like to use my Holy Trinity chip, Dan, uh, Danny, if I can, sort of, uh, you know, in retrospect. Uh, in terms of the uh, pod league, so I, you know, I'm, I'm top. I don't want to I don't want to sort of keep going on about that, but as it stands, I am first. I'm on, on top of that pile. I am numero uno with 10 points. Uh, Dan and Sam are joint second or joint third, I suppose. Depends how we look at it, with seven. Uh and uh, producer Danny, who isn't even a posh fan, is beating you, Jared. He's in fourth with five points. And then fifth is Jared with three points. And Nathan finally has a point. Uh, he's in sixth with one point. Um, joint third, Sam, I'm going for, uh, despite the fact you are joint second. Yeah. I'm just thinking about Nathan and when we decide what the forfeit's going to be for the lowest scoring host this season. He's got oh, a lot you of need- He's got a point now, Jared. He's you've got Nathan coming up your back at the minute, um, so you need to watch yourself. Literally. Well, to be fair, I think I've only given like three predictions in, so I don't know how he's lower than I am. Well, yeah, that's true. Maybe he's not been bothering either. I don't know. But uh, round the table, then, Jared, just remind me what you said for for this one. Like our um, host of the season awards, one to them, three to me. Uh, Lads, prediction for Fleetwood away. I think we're going to win five one. 5-1, Sam. That's ballsy on your first pod. I like it. Um, 2-0, posh. I am triple chipping. I'm doing it. I'm slamming that triple chip down for this game. We draw this game 0-0. Although, no, I could still get, yeah, I could get nine points for this. I could take the lead if that comes off. Uh, exciting times. Um Elsewhere in uh, football, uh, England have drawn Slovenia, Denmark and Serbia in Euro 2024. Jared, just, uh, are we going to cover the Euros this year? I think we should. We've agreed not to. Are you happy with that group? Yeah. I didn't, to, be, to be fair, I didn't know the group. Um, I love international football tournaments. All the stuff that I just can't get into it. All the qualifiers playing dog and duck away but it just bores me to tears so you know I can't wait for the tournament to start I think we've got a good chance as well yeah and Sam as an experienced broadcaster uh, you may have seen that during the the draw which is a a pinnacle of international football millions of people tuned in to watch uh, there were there were sex noises during the draw I mean it's just childish isn't it it's just people just need to grow up a little bit don't you think I was unaware of this Tim you're obviously paying a lot of attention or were they quite obvious they were, but I mean, would it, it's just childish, isn't it? Don't you think? I don't know. You knew it was coming, and the fact that I missed the play button. I'm going to have to explain that to my wife now. She just <laughs> <in>. no. <laughs> Hi, Chloe. Yes, Chloe. The amount of times you get sent that is ridiculous. That, it's all, it's all, yeah, it's not. No, yeah, that's, no, it's, yeah. It's, that's what he tells her anyway. I've been yeah, sent that gone, video clip again. He's gone so red. I'll believe it more then, wouldn't I? Yeah. This is why you should wear headphones. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> that My cat right didn't even flinch. <laughs> Please, can we let that stay in the pod, I assume? 
Who the fuck did I miss the button the first time round? So, so I have to ask the same question again. <laughs> I knew what was coming because I, I just know you too well. You, you were. Fucking headphones. Why didn't I put the headphones on? I thought you weren't going to do the joke when you missed it. I thought, yeah. oh, maybe he's not lining himself up for it. <laughs> yeah, oh, that well, was rough. It just takes me a while to, you know, to get to that point where I've, I've climaxed and pressed the button. It's, you know, it's just... She always says, what are, you, what are you doing there for an hour? What do you talk about? Now she's going to think I'm... Oh. I'm going to message her. I'm friends with her on Facebook. I'm going to message her and say, um, is Jared coming back to the pod anytime soon? So we, we've been <laughs> weeks. Just leave that oh, in there. That was embarrassing. I like how she says, you get that sent that clip all the time? Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. I've been sent that clip again. Fourth time today. Clip again, yeah. <laughs> it's only when he's in the toilet as well. <laughs> Uh, Sam, interested, genuinely though, interested to get your view on this. So Mark Bonner sat by Cambridge. The reason I throw this to you is former BBC Cambridgeshire uh, employee, of course. Um, now they've appointed Neil Harris. And as somebody who has uh, a, I won't say connection, but an interest in Gillingham, let's say, uh, I'm, I'm delighted with this appointment as a posh fan because Neil Harris plays defensive, backwards, boring football. So I am over the moon that Cambridge have got to be subjected to that going forward. Well, it's what they've, I mean, it's what they've been subjected to at times under Bonner. I was trying to make sense of it, really, because he's, you know, he's got them to such a point, you know, for a long time in the past for 20 years, they've been a non-league team. And he's got them to, to such a high now where they are in League One. Um, you know, they've bought their stadium back. They've They've just upgraded their training ground they're in a really good place they've got a fan as a as a manager and I know that means that you shouldn't then um you know give them any special privileges or or, or let them have an extra five ten games if things aren't going well but I just wondered like what where do they think they can get to um and, and you know do they do they think that they can push on even more with someone other than Bonner and the only reason I could see you know looking around and speaking to a few people I know who are who are Cambridge fans is is to understand why they've done it is the football and it wasn't boring and it was being described as it was boring sorry it's been described as bonnable at times um and so i thought maybe they're just going for more attacking brand of football but i don't think that's really again some of these came trying to say we've never really been known for that like this is we're happy at our level we've got our ground back we've got a new training ground you know we're okay we're happy to be at this level for a bit so i I didn't really understand it. I mean, I know they've not been doing well, but I was still a bit surprised because he has always, Mark Bonner, had a habit of getting a good result when he needs it, when they've been struggling and they'll, they'll put back-to-back results together. And they've always kept themselves afloat when they've been skirting with the with the relegation zone. So, yeah, still a bit confused by it, to be honest. I know they've got a good result coming, coming from two down to draw 2-2 two, two at the weekend. Um, people seem to be happy with Neil Harris as an appointment, but... Yeah, we'll see how that one how that one pans out. Still, still scratching my head a little bit. Yeah, any interest in this, Lodz, in terms of uh, what's going on in Salford County? Uh, no, not really. Don't really don't really care about them too much. Um, I do agree with Sam though. Uh, they're not they're not doing terrible this season, are they? They're not relegation risk of yeah. uh, or anything. I think it's because uh, of how they started last season. They maybe have let their expectations perhaps climb. Yeah, maybe. They've spent a lot of money on their training ground as well, haven't they, recently? Um, maybe maybe the owners think that they can do better than what they're doing, but uh, I'm with Sam on this one. I think they should just be happy where they are, considering where they've been the last 10 years. Um, mid-table League One is definitely not something they should be upset about right now. Any views, Jared? 
Yeah, it reminds me of what we did with Fergie, though. We have a bit of success, uh, end up expecting too much and then make a rash decision. So, yeah, I, he'll be back there, I think. I can see Harris going for the end of the season and then, yeah, he'll make a return. You reckon that's you it? I think he looks like Lee Tomlin, by the way. Who? Harris? Bonner. Bonner. Mm. Yeah, maybe-ish, perhaps. What's Lee Tomlin doing nowadays? He's doing his coaching badge. Can you imagine him being a manager? Going out punching wing mirrors when we lose to now. I was I was speaking to someone the other day about Lee Tomlin and I was talking to them about that. Um, oh, who was it? It was someone in the Premier League, wasn't it? Was it Lewis Dunk who got sent off twice? Uh, got sent off two two yellows in really quick succession. And yeah. I showed him a clip of Lee Tomlin at Doncaster. Do you remember that one where he, yeah. where he got a yellow card and then he kicked the ball away straight away or into someone and got a yellow card straight away? One of yeah. my favourite clips. Good old Lee Tomlin. He was manager of Ilkeston Town last season, wasn't he? Is he still there? Oh, I didn't know he got a job yet. Yeah, I'm fairly sure he was um, player manager. They have uh, Leroy Lita up front, or at least they did have. So he was bringing himself on in games Jesus, and playing up front with Leroy Lita. I don't know. He's got a Tim's age, at least. Well, interesting fact, uh, Lee Tomlin is my age. In fact, Lee Tomlin is but one month older than me. A little interesting fact. For, well, I'll say interesting Is he fact. as grey, though? Sorry, no, probably not. He's also got a much more checkered history than... Uh, I think he'll end up being like a bit of a, a Jerry Barton. He'll, he'll come out and say something's daft and then end up in hot water. Yeah. Anyway, uh, in according to Wikipedia, so we know this must be right. He is still player coach at Ilkeston, so it must be right if it's on Wikipedia. Um, Wikipedia's never been wrong. Uh, anything else that you lads would like to talk about before we wrap up? I've got one thing to bring into it. Go on. Where's Sammy Schmodick's going in January? Championships top scorer. What a turnaround that's been for him this season. He's not going anywhere, Sam, because he's just signed a three and a half year contract extension at the club. Yeah, but, but Bonner signed a three-year deal in September, and look what's happened to him. If we're going to bring two topics together on this pod, like Sammy Schmodix is killing it. Championship, great, great to see. Really, I, re- I, I to be honest, didn't really think he necessarily had it in him, but he's doing a great job. He is. Uh, I'd say. I, I think the fact he's just signed a new deal, though, surely means nothing. Means nothing. You think? How much I, would I, you I value him at? The price up. It just makes a couple more million quid. That's all that is. How much do you think he is worth? If, if say, West Ham were going to put a bid in. He's not, he's not really. Oh, that'd be his dream, wouldn't it? He's a massive West Ham fan. Oh, four or five million. You but know, if he's top, top goals from the championship, you could argue more. But I, even when he was at the club, when he was, when he was in League One, you could see that before we got to the championship, I was thinking he's a championship player all day long. And then he got to the championship and... There was a few games where he really turned it on. You're thinking, not a hell of a player. But then he just dropped off completely, didn't he? It was frustrating because you could see the player there. But no, like Sam, I'm, I am surprised he's done what he's done. But couldn't happen to a nicer bloke, to be fair. Yeah, I think you have to have a, the right system for him to play in, don't you? He's got a very specific way of playing. He's 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 not one that's um, clinical as a striker, is he? He needs a lot of space to run into. So I think he could he could get a dream move to the Premier League and just completely flop, couldn't he? Yeah, I mean, he obviously... Took a while to warm up in the championship with Posh after that. I mean, he didn't get much of a chance, did he, when he was at Bristol City before coming to Posh? Um, and I still remember that game against Ipswich away before all the lockdown and the season ended. That, you know, that was one of my favourite Posh away performances. Um, and I know you had, you know, the cheat code in Ivan Tony there as well. But yeah, he's, he's, he, he's, he's done a great job um, after they lost Brereton. So yeah, it'd be interesting to. Interesting to see what happens for sure. You know, when, when you look at that, that Ipswich picture, there's uh, Ivan Tony, Sariki Dembele, Sammy Smollett, you think 
can't believe we had them all at one time. But I do think we'll probably look back at this team and say similar things. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'll tell you who Smonix does remind me of a little bit, and that's Bowen. When Bowen moved from Hull to West Ham, I never I thought that was never gonna be a I didn't think he would make it. But look at him now, he's like he's he's you know star player for them, isn't he? Um so potentially Smodix could do it, maybe. I feel like they're kind of similar type oh, of characters. Did Smodix drop the whole I'm Irish thing or was he playing competitive? <laughs> <laughs> well, top score in the championship, he'll, yeah, he'll get those Irish calls up call ups left, right, and centre now, won't he? I still can't forgive him for one thing, though. Like, as you said, Jared, he's a great bloke, fantastic to interview as well. Great to watch on the pitch. But that miss against Man City in the cup when we were 0 0, we'll never forgive him for that. Six yards out. Maybe I'm being a bit unkind by saying centre of the goal, but he should have put us 1 0 up against City. That's the only blot on his copybook. That would have been insane, wouldn't it? Can you imagine? I think Mary didn't marry had a good chance as well, didn't he? I feel like he should have put one away. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where Sammy does go. But I, I don't yeah, think you're going to. Because I'll never forget that game. I was in the um, the Man City end, and uh, one working. of the fans said to we me, should add oh, Jared. Otherwise, people are going to yes, work. Yeah, 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 working. Yeah. And uh, a fan, Man City fan, came up to me. He said, "Are um, oh, you doing all right? Yeah, you're doing all right." I said, yeah, this is the best I've ever seen this play. It's brilliant. I think it was an hour in, and it was still nil nil. Um, and he said, "Yeah, but you're playing our kids." I thought. Do you know your own team? Literally, all your best players are on the field. It annoyed me so much. It's like, these are actually your best players and here we are competing quite well. Yeah, we did. It was a it was a good memory. I still don't think Sammy will go anywhere in January, though. I think I, I, where I, he's not ready for that step up. Is there any Premiership team that's ready for that type of player? Um, no, I mean, you might get a team. I don't think he'd go, but. You might get a Luton in a room with a shower. Yeah, I, the only team that springs to mind for me, I'm not so sure about Luton, but maybe Sheffield United, but he's not really a wild... Well, is he a wilder type player? Maybe. Is he maybe Lots is right, and he'll get um, and move to West Ham. Uh, where is would he? he? They, they do some signings like that, don't they? Like you say, Jared Bowen went there. There's a few others that they've brought from lower league. I, feel, um, I still think West Ham is the team Ronnie Edwards is going to. Um, hopefully, we're just getting back as a... A loan signing, I don't know. Maybe if they buy Ronnie Edwards and Sammy Smoddix, we'll get a bit of a sell-on from Sammy Smoddix and, you know, a new stadium from Ronnie Edwards. So, um, yeah, potentially. Get some sleep, get some sleep. Yeah, innit? Uh, thanks for listening to this episode of The Yellow Block. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review and follow us on the socials or visit our website, www.theyellowblock.co.uk. Up the posh, y'all. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.